Welcome to Cone and Kruger. I'm Grant Cone. That's Larry Kruger. The title of the show today is Helping Kyle Shanahan Fix the 49ers Offense. We come in a uh, spirit of generosity, trying to help Kyle Shanahan because we like him so much and want him to succeed. But before we do that, we need to talk about trades. Trade deadline's coming up, and the Niners have been rumored to be interested in certain players, uh, starting with Christian McCaffrey. Apparently, they've shown interest. I don't know what that means. Do you think they're in on Christian McCaffrey? Well, I've read it in you know a couple different places. I don't know either, but I, I would say this. Um, he's a difference-making player. It's just all about health. And I think we what we've learned about Christian McCaffrey, he's a great player, but he's not a bell cow back. So if you're going to make him your bell cow back, then you don't want him because he's going to get hurt. He runs upright, he takes a lot of hits. But if you're not going to make him your bell cow back and you have other guys can kind of carry the mail between the tackles and you can just mix him in as a you know wide receiver running back, I don't think he any team thus far has really taken full, um, you know, it really gotten full value from McCaffrey. He's a huge, huge talent, a home run hitter, big play guy. And I think in this offense, he would be spectacular. So, yes, I would be interested. I hope they're interested. Uh, now it's just a matter of what's the price tag. Yeah, so that's what my, that's the question. What do you think it would cost? Uh, a second at least round a pick? second, maybe second. maybe two twos, maybe okay. maybe a second and a third or a second and a fourth. Um, I think, and that means you would keep him beyond this year. You you don't have to, but you could. Um, but you're not giving up two twos for twelve games of Christian McCaffrey. I don't think you would. I would think so. I would think not. And they, the okay. good news is he is under contract. So the right. real the real um, and the big payment on the contract uh, on his past contract, you know, goes with the you know with the Panthers. So it's really more about are you willing to you know offer the compensation as far as players or picks going back? I would do it because I think he's a difference maker. But um, but but he also gets hurt. And if you're going to run them, you know, yeah. if you're going to run them on short yardage, you know, up the A gap, and you know, if, that's, if you don't get them in space and let them operate, I think you're not utilizing them right. Yeah. Look, he is a difference maker. He is a good player. Um, he would make the Niners better. Does he fix their problems? I mean, the thing about the Niners offense is they're not lacking talent, you know? They got like, a lot of talent. They got good running backs. They got an undrafted rookie that we think is probably the best running back on the. He's. Hasn't gotten an opportunity yet. They have two excellent wide receivers, a, a tight end who's still good. Um, so, yeah, McCaffrey would make them better, but I think the reason they're underperforming right now is the guy calling the plays. And I don't know if McCaffrey fixes it. Also, the Niners have a terrible track record of keeping players healthy. So maybe McCaffrey should go to a team that's better at that. Well, like okay, so here, here's, my, here's their dilemma. Yeah. They have to get more dynamic offensively. I don't know that they've got the quarterback to connect down the field to Danny Gray or Ray Ray McLeod, or I don't know that they have the the receivers. I mean, we'll see McLeod. Or the offensive the, line to hold up, all those or things. The offensive true. line to hold yeah. up, right? So yeah. the one thing about McCaffrey is he could give you a dynamic player, kind of like a Debo, <clears throat> that could operate underneath. So now you could you could take advantage of what Jimmy does well, which is throws it short and he and he lets it rip, and then let McCaffrey or Debo do all the work. I mean, that's just that to me, I think in some ways he's an ideal fit because he doesn't catch the ball down the field. He catches the ball within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, makes somebody miss and then gets down the field. And, you know, I'm not dismissing this. I'm, I'm, I'm open minded because it seems to me if the Niners don't get McCaffrey, then the Rams very likely couldn't might. And they're a lot more dangerous with, with Christian McCaffrey. Like, God, heaven forbid they get Christian McCaffrey in time to play the Niners in a couple of weeks. And then you got the Cardinals, who aren't great, but they're going to be getting DeAndre Hopkins back soon. The NFC West looks bad, but it's going to be getting better. So maybe the Niners should do something like this, considering so many injuries. I mean, look, I'm open-minded. It's just that they'd have to keep him beyond this year to make this worthwhile, and they'd have to keep him healthy, and they'd have to either restructure his contract or pay him a lot of money the next few years. Yeah, and and also, you know, if Carolina wants a lot of picks, you you know, they do have other players that they could put in the deal that would sweeten it on a lot of fronts. So you could you could add, you know, you could grow the deal if you if you felt like the ask was too high, but they had to have those picks. I'd give the picks if they would throw in a Terrace Marshall, or if you could somehow get one of their other defensive players in the in this thing, or you know, the Niners have a. That's the other the other dilemma here, Grant is. 
I don't really know exactly what they need to do. If they're in this go for it mode this year, which I think they are, what's their biggest need? Is it is it a tackle, defensive, offensive, corner, wide receiver, running back? I, I don't, you know, they, they, they've got so many injuries at this point. It's hard to exactly pinpoint where they're, where they could use, uh, you know, fortifying. Well, let's talk about it. Um, to me, again, I think the offense, the issue isn't talent on offense. Yeah, they could use more offensive linemen. It's tough to find offensive linemen. If they could get another offensive lineman, that would be great. Would they need an offensive tackle at this point or center? Maybe a tackle the way McGlinchey looks kind of limping yeah. around and trance out. Maybe. Um, I would also say a corner because Mosley isn't coming back. Of all these guys that are injured, he's the one that's not coming back. And if, I mean, I guess Diamador Lenore is okay. Let's see. Let's let's see a couple more games of Diamador Lenore because the Falcons didn't even throw. They didn't even have to throw. I just have, let's see how Diamador Lenore does this week against the Chiefs. Because if the Niners don't have a quality number two cornerback, you don't ever have to even target Traverius Ward, and he won't have an impact on games. So, I want when they had that quality number two, and Mosley was better than quality, they looked like they could be an all time great defense. Um, Especially if Verrett's so iffy yeah. that they're yeah. not sure about him. William Jackson the third is from Washington. The Commanders are shopping him. Um, he's a big, you know, big bodied corner, mm-hmm. a lot of confidence. I, you know, you're right. I, I, I kind of agree. Like this is a team that got to the conference title game last year with Tom Compton and Daniel Brunskill on the right side. Right. Not as an insult to those guys, but you know, Compton is a street free agent, and uh, you know, so I think you could you might be able to make do and find a tackle where you're not going to find just a corner. That's good. I mean, I think they learned that lesson last year. So yeah, maybe, maybe corner, maybe corner. I mean, they don't seem to have any confidence in Ambry Thomas anymore. If Jason Verrett comes back, great, but like good luck. Uh, it just seems like Jason Verrett would be, have a better chance next year after a full off season than just to like jump back in, in the middle of the year, not in football shape. And, and then, then if Womack, it's not Lenore, saw- then it's Womack. Is that it? Or Dante Johnson? I mean, those aren't really options. Well, I mean, Womack got burned on two touchdowns in this last game. One, he took a bad angle and lost contain on Mariota. And the other, he peeked into the backfield on a play where there's no space at all. And as soon as he peeked, he was done. So it's just, you know, and he, but yet he's a hugely talented uh, kid. And I like him as a prospect, but it just kind of shows you that young corners get toasted in the NFL. And why they're not playing him. Why he got benched after the Niners essentially shut out Seattle. All right, I got a question for you. What is going on with Brian Burns' IG account? I see he posts things about the Rams and the Niners, <laughs> and it's like, dude, you're on the Carolina Panthers. Explain this. I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I mean, is he toying with people, or is he maybe his agent is telling him, hey, the Rams are showing interest. Hey, the 49ers are showing interest. I don't know. I the one thing I'll say. I have a theory. That's, go ahead. I, doesn't it kind of feel like he's trying to get the fans of those teams to sort of put pressure on their team to make a play for him? Hey, Niner fans, I kind of might want to play for you. Hey, John Lynch, what's up with Brian Burns? <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to create like a, a groundswell. A buzz, a buzz. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, his Grassroots. play is good. I mean, he's he's awesome. I just don't know that so they good. need him. I mean, unless unless yeah. the Achilles pain that Ebukam's having is legit. Um, you know, I mean, Bosa's coming back. You, you know, I think Drake is playing terrific. Um, and then, you know, I mean, um, a Menahue's never looked better. I don't think I've ever seen a Menahue look faster. So the, they, and Ebukam looks terrific when he's healthy. So it, 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 to me, but it's the about defense is so dim, is, is so decimated. I mean, of course they could use Brian Burns. He's a great player. Oh, yeah. He, I yeah, mean, yeah. I look, I would, I would rather he's, get Brian he's, Burns he's than exciting. Christian McCaffrey. I'd rather get an edge rusher than a running back. I'm, I'm just saying. Like maybe the Niners would benefit more. It's an interesting question. Who would you rather have? Could only have. I don't think the Niners have enough draft capital. On this team, I would take McCaffrey because on this team they can't score points. They're struggling. But but that's that's my question: is is it because of talent or because of Kyle? Like, if you gave him McCaffrey, would he blow that too? I'm down on Kyle this week. I know, I know, I know. I'm down on Kyle this week. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I do. I mean, who? How could you not be down on Kyle right now? I mean, to me, there was. I I got a particular two play sequence that just is gnawing at me uh, that I just can't get out of my mind on that. 
Well, the, the there's two plays. It was the second and 10 running play from the 46-yard line on their ninth uh, drive of the game, which was the one they took over in the one. They were The drive took over. They had 10 minutes and 40 seconds. At this point, there was like roughly five minutes left in the game, and it's a second and 10 play, and he's running Tevin Coleman, and he, he, he was tackled for a loss. Um, but why are you running at all there? Yeah. They, the fact that they didn't hurry, yeah. play, go hurry up was bothering me. And then mm-hmm. the lack mm-hmm. of urgency. But then when they ran the ball there, I was like, that's inexcusable. Then later in the drive where they had a third and one, and instead of going quarterback sneak, uh, I thought I thought okay, it's either yeah. quarterback sneak or that, it's a that pass. Call Kevin Coleman was so bad. So but bad. I mean, I thought it was it either was going to be a pass because they want you know they wanted to stop the clock, or the quarterback sneak was the obvious one. I Instead asked Kyle about that after the game. I asked and, Kyle about that one play after the game. He's like, I was like, said? why didn't you do a quarterback sneak on third and one? And he's like, well, the quarterback had the option to do it. He always blames Jimmy. He could have. Mm-hmm. He had the option. All right, man. Well, why don't you just tell him to do it instead of giving him the option? Yeah, but what that, I want to say about Brian Burns real quick. Yeah. Coming back to Brian Burns, I, I, I'm open-minded because, again, we don't really know what's going on with Bosa. I think we need to keep our eye on Bosa. He's got a groin injury, and Kyle keeps saying, yeah, I hope he's coming back. But the Bosas are very careful with injuries. Remember, John, the dad, his his career was ruined because of the Dolphins mismanaged his knee injury. Um, I'm not sure that Bosa's going to be rushing back. I don't know what the state of his groin is, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this lingers, and he st- let lingers, but he stays out for a while. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. They got to be careful with him, and he's very careful with himself. So Brian Burns, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't be opposed. He's I mean, really freaking he, good. I mean, yeah. I mean, Brian Burns really is a good. total difference maker. Um, Bur- I mean, Bose is the key to their whole defense. I think we saw that. I mean, his ability to dial up pressure on those third down plays makes all the DBs look better. So you could argue just- that didn't wasn't Burns in the same class as Bosa? I think so. I think he, obviously both yeah. went two. I think Burns went eleven or something like that. In retrospect, they could have went one and two. Yeah, that I good. Mean, Burns is long and angular. He's got moves. He can beat really you with fast. quickness. He can beat you with speed and counter. Yep. He's a, he's awesome. I love yep. Derek Brown too. I mean, get him to take Kinlaw in return. And try take to steal Derek Brown. I mean, I'd, I'd throw in picks and make it a big deal if I could because I love Terry. I think Terrace Marshall. You know, who's the two best receivers in football right now? It's Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and they're both LSU kids. Now Terrace Marshall was awesome at LSU too, but he's playing under Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, bad quarterbacks. I think Terrace Marshall, if you could get him in the deal, could be a steal for whatever team he goes to next. Because I, I just think he just hasn't played with any good quarterbacks yet. All right, let's take a couple questions, and then we'll get to the, the rest of our show. Isaiah Adams says, aside from Shanahan's inability to adapt, there's zero leadership in this offense. That's why games are over as soon as we fall behind a couple scores. Well, I don't that's know an interesting point. I don't know if it's, I would point to leadership as the reason they fall apart when they, they, they disconnect on the scoreboard, but it, there's no question about it. I mean, the numbers show it. They don't come from behind from any big margin at all. Darius R- yeah, that, that's a fact now. He, he can't run from that. Darius R says, going to my first game against L.A., how can I see you? Man, I'm working, dude. It's tough to see people on game. I get there three hours before and I'm writing a live blog. I go to con- press conferences. I'm working till like three hours after the game. It's a work day. We'll do a meet and greet sometime. It's hard. <laughs> this Eric is probably said, the best way to see you right here. Yeah, pretty much. Eric says every year that Kyle has a decent offense, they've had a revolutionary play in their back pocket. Jet sweeps and end around and wide back. If Kyle feels having two wide backs and Debo and CMC is good, do it. You know what's going to save him this year? Jordan what's Mason. That? Jordan Mason. Once they finally get him who's in the game. Who's Jordan Mason? I, oh, I, excuse me. JP? I no, no, I, I don't even know. Oh, no. About. Who's that guy? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, never heard I, of him. I, Antonio says, you know, honestly, I want Kyle Shanahan fired. I'm so tired of the same football for four years. I've had enough evidence. Ooh, it feels like Kyle's on the on the fa- on the the Niner fans' hot seat right now. They There's a lot of people that have turned on Kyle in the last week or two. Yeah, no one saw this loss coming. All right, let's 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 help Kyle out because his stock is down, and we want we want to help him. He takes our suggestions 98 percent of the time, so we, we have an inroad. We picked his team to go to the Super Bowl. We did, and we're sticking by that because you know what? There's a lot of games left, and this division is not good. So, Kyle, you can absolutely turn the season around and win the Super Bowl, but you're going to need to change some things. So, Larry and I are going to go back and forth and just offer helpful suggestions. You can go first. What would you do? Well, um, 
what I would do, it's it's interesting. It's like, you know, I'm thinking about my complaints in this game and this and that. I think they went away from the run. It's really weird. I mean, I you know, you, you can be hypercritical on this stuff, but then I thought they went away from the run early in the game once they tied it. Now, granted, immediately Atlanta went back up seven, but I thought they went away from the run a little bit too much early, and then they stayed with the run too long before they decided to go hurry up. And they never really showed me any real hurt, consistent hurry up. And I felt like, I felt like in, yeah. if there was one area in this game where I would give Kyle an F and give Arthur, Arthur Smith an A, it was the understanding and use of tempo in the game. Arthur yes. Smith would get into short second and ones, third and ones, race everybody to the line of scrimmage, and then you know give you an obvious run look. And then one time it's a run to the to the you know the running back, and one time it's a quarterback keeper, and Mariota's yeah. very decisive and he's making one read and going. And the Niners just heels. And the Niners were on their heels, and yeah. it, it was they used tempo expertly. The yeah. 49ers, I thought, didn't. Uh, they didn't go hurry up. They went slow the down 14 in the fourth quarter. That was amateur. Yeah, that, I mean, it, I, it didn't matter if they scored or didn't score on their on the touchdown, on the play, where on the drive where they lost it on downs. Because even if they had scored, the game was over. When the Niners got the ball back on their last drive after they stopped Atlanta on Atlanta's final drive, there's only a minute and three seconds left in the game. No timeouts. With no timeouts, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, you know, you, the the first, that ninth drive was a killer. And the Brendel penalties, absolutely crushing, crushing penalties. Um, so, yeah. but And then the lack of urgency. They should have gone hurry up much faster. There's no way in hell they should have been running Tevin Coleman on second and 10 from the 46 with five minutes to play down 14 points. I mean, there was one – I went went through the play-by-play. -play. There was one sequence, I think, in that drive, Grant, where they went 38 seconds between plays. Yeah, That's way too much. What are much. you doing? Yeah. That's way too much inside of 10 minutes down 14 points. They have to be able to speed it up. So my first thing would be like get – a get out, get your arms around what tempo you want to play that's advantageous for you at what parts of the game and make sure you are locked into the proper tempo. Because if you're not playing at the right tempo, that gets you beat as well. So like, to me, what you're saying is that's situational football. Okay, Kyle has a very deliberate deliberate tempo in the first quarter. You know, we're going to make three substitutions. We're going to talk about it in the huddle. We're going to get to the line, and then Kittle's going to go in motion, and then maybe use check, and then there's going to be another. It's like okay, all this stuff, but with down down fourteen with ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, the tempo has to be totally different. You can't play like that anymore. Have some situational awareness. Practice that. I feel like the Niners are so Kyle Shanahan is so much more concerned with his scheme than with situational football, and that's why he's not scoring in the fourth quarter. You know, like you can't just run your scheme all the time. There's different tempos for different situations, and I don't think they're actually in tune with that. So yeah, practice situational football. Quarter, they're not scoring in the third quarter either. Either you know, quarterback the, uh, the the quarter that most reflects coaching adjustments generally is okay. You come Half out time. with your game plan. They come out yeah. with their adjustments. You go into the locker room. You make some adjustments. The yeah. third quarter is go time. They're twenty eighth in the NFL in third quarter points right now. Yeah, he's got to save something for the third quarter. Um, also, he needs to go down the field. This whole like slant screens and curls offense isn't good enough because to win the Super Bowl, you're eventually going to have to beat the Bills or the Chiefs, and these teams have shown that they can go down the field in nine seconds and, and score a touchdown if they need to. They've done it before. The Niners, you got the ball back with 107 left and no timeouts. Over! You don't have the quick strike ability. But on that final drive that took 8 million years, Jimmy Garoppolo did throw a nice, very nice deep pass to Brandon Ayuk that didn't count. He needs to be doing more of this. Brandon Ayuk is way too gifted to just run slants and screens and curls all day. Same with Debo. You have two of the best wide receivers in the league, and Jimmy Garoppolo made some nice throws down the field in this game. To his credit, you got to go down the field. This whole micromanaging slant screens and curls thing is, is not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah, I mean, I they they it's you know I'm torn on this one because like like for this week for example against Kansas City, do you fling it around? 
Do you fling it all over the place? In a, in a way, Grant, I totally agree with you. Why? Because you have Ayuk. You drafted Danny Gray. You signed Ray Ray McLeod. You did this because you knew you needed a downfield offense, whether it was Trey, Jimmy, whether I was quarterbacking, whether you were quarterbacking. They had to have some Gotta downfield have threat. They had Gotta zero downfield threat last year. Zero. And so they needed that. They knew they needed that. Now they've made adjustments out of the players, and they still don't have a downfield threat. And they got to connect on those passes and if they don't connect they got to try it again my biggest complaint yep. is that ray ray dropped it my biggest complaint is that they only went to him one time right you know, my and that danny gray was inactive and danny gray was inactive was he i know yeah. he was ill during the week but i mean i first of all ray ray mcleod fumbled a ton last year in pittsburgh and his ball skills are iffy at best you see it yep. a little bit on special teams he is a fast guy and you had to use your speed on that fast surface but, man, Danny Gray was drafted for a reason. He's not just a fast guy. He's a fast guy, a tough guy with good ball skills. And, like, you know what? I know Ray Ray's more advanced, more trustworthy on special teams, but Danny Gray was a third-round pick for a reason. He is a game-breaker. Yep. Let him break yep. the game open. And to Put your question, I, I, just, I don't think the Niners – I don't think the Niners have the defense to just dink and dunk on offense anymore. You can dink and dunk and play ball control and run the ball when you have the you know the best defense in the league, which they had, but they don't have that anymore because eight starters are hurt. So no, I don't think it's enough. If they just try to dink and dunk their way to a victory over the Chiefs, it's not going to happen. Now, I may, well, maybe you're not going to win either way. And the other plan is you got the Chiefs. Maybe you don't have the Arthur Smith game plan, which is you know run the ball. Power it, power the run, JP Mason time, mix in, you know, just stay patient with the run game. Be well, you know, do what Arthur Smith did. Caleb Huntley is just a guy. Algier, sure, sure, Al- sure, sure. Run the ball just, 40 times, just but take shots. Just, take shots. Take shots. Take shots. Take shots. You got to absolutely take shots. Yeah. But I think they also keep them honest. Plan. That's all I'm saying. Keep yeah, them no, honest. No. Use I mean, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Use Debo. Like, no, come on. I, I you know, they, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Every, right now, yeah. everybody's bunched up. They yeah. need to take shots, create space, but then they need to pound the run Hell yeah. and be patient. Because that's it. their identity. And honestly, they've shown they can't win any other way. Let's be honest. They cannot win any other way. When they throw more than they run, they lose. When they don't have a they don't have a four point lead in the fourth quarter they lose so yeah win how you win but at the same time you got to take shots this I, I hated that passing offense this, this last week oh, and was, also since you can't take shots when everybody knows you're going to pass because you don't have the tackles right now and you may not even have the quarterback yeah. um, that means you got to take shots down the field earlier in the games yep. like go up top early in the game yeah uh, make them defend the vertical side of the field for the entire game. Uh, make that a factor. Sometimes I think they come out, we're going to establish the run, we're going to go play action pass, we're going to draw everybody up on the line of scrimmage, then we're going to take shots. Well, that could take four drives. You need to take some shots before you get disconnected, especially as you start playing these better offensive teams. Yep. You're going to get disconnected exactly. on the scoreboard faster, yeah. so you need to be more aggressive in the first quarter in the downfield passing attack, I think, to hang Also, when you take games could get out of hand. Also, when you take these shots, don't waste them by taking them to Charlie Warner right. or Ray Ray McLeod. You Those are not deep threats. Tight end. Yeah, you're no, blocking. if you're if you throwing it to a tight end, it's Kittle or Dwelly. Dwelly has never dropped a pass. Kittle is a very good tight end. If you're throwing to a wide receiver, it's Danny Gray, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Stop calling deep throws for Tevin Coleman and Jawan Jennings. Like, stop. Just because you think no one's expecting it, that doesn't make it smart. You have really good really good receivers on your team. Throw to those guys because you only get like three or four shots in this game and you wasted them in this game calling them for Charlie Werner. Like, yeah, he should have caught it. What'd you really expect? It's Charlie Werner. I mean, you're going to see, you're trying to surprise everybody. The person who looks the most surprised was Charlie Werner. <laughs> yes. Charlie so Werner. On, like, oh, what? The ball here? The ball's here? Here's the thing. You got an awesome four, five, all pro tight end. Yep. Let him catch the ball down the field and find some blocker that you trust and let that guy stay in and block. Yeah. There's so many better options. Charlie Warner should be like the ninth option in the passing game. He should get like two targets a year and they should be in the flat. What? I, I don't know. I, there's so much that Kyle Shanahan can do better. He usually gets improves as the season goes on. And to to his uh, in his defense, he his whole mind was in the Trey Lance mode all offseason. He wanted to get rid of uh, Jimmy. He was trying to do this 11-on-11 thing. And then Trey got hurt. And now he's like reinstalling old offenses. I, he, it could get better. And he has a bye week in a couple of weeks to... to Get his shit together, but right now it looks so vanilla, 
super vanilla. And also, that little, um, I feel like he had a big advantage over the league with the motion stuff. He really figured out that if he does motion every play, defenses will react. And there will be three or four or five times a game where they'll just get confused and he'll have big plays. Well, I don't think defenses are reacting like that anymore. I don't think they're changing as much anymore. I think they're just sort of letting the Niners move around and they're not adjust, not uh, adjusting their calls and, and the Niners don't have this advantage. It's, it's not nearly as big of an advantage anymore. So he has to find another advantage. Well, and, and I, I think it's a, the NFL more and more is becoming a speed game. I mean, you see it. There's not a lot of – first of all, you don't play preseason, very many preseason games. Teams don't play their guys very much early. It, it, it's just the offensive cohesion league-wide – now, not just the Niners league wide isn't just really it's not bad. there. So it's much, it's not about long extended drives for the most right. part. It's about quick strike ability. And they understood that. That's why they got Ray Ray. That's why they got Danny Gray. All I'm Trey saying Lance. is use those guys. I know yeah. you don't have Trey to get them, get him the ball, but you still got to get the ball to Danny Gray somehow. He's a mismatch. He's a, he's a major dynamic weapon. You need more dynamic weapons. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a poor excuse to say Jimmy Garoppolo can't get the ball down the field. He made some nice throws down the field in this game. Give yeah, a he chance. did. He did, and he has really good receivers who will make him look good. And Debo he and, and now we know his mindset, Grant. He yeah. wants to take those shots down the field. He and wants I, to go deep. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with that offense they had last week. That's not going anywhere. They got to do something different. They got to try this. It's unacceptable to be this bad on offense with these wide receivers. They're really good. This team right now is so hard to watch, says Christian. That's why we're trying to help. Dark Halo says if we go CB before CMC, D goes back to full power. Um, yeah, that cornerback position really was having Ward and Mosley was such a game changer for that defense. It took them from good to great for five games. Also, I mean, you know, their D can't play up quite as fast up front without Kinlaw and Armstead and and Bosa. I mean, they've they've lost three fourths of their defensive front. I mean, they have two D lines, but now that depth is being tested. All right, Tony's getting spicy. Kyle Shanahan for Brian Burns, J.C. Horn in the 2023 second-round pick. Who says no? <laughs> hey, they need, a, they need a coach. How about if you took out Kyle Shanahan and put Trey Lance's name in there? Would you do it? Man. Knowing everything you know now. I mean, no, you know. I don't think they can give up on number Trey Lance one yet. corner, first-round pick next rusher. year. I don't think they can actually two number, afford. You're essentially getting no. two ones and a two. Then what do you do at quarterback? You don't have the. You don't even have a first round pick next year. You can't just give saying. up on Trey Lance. I know. I don't think you can. I don't think I, you can. It just seemed, it, it's interesting. It just, okay, the only thing I'll say about Trey Lance, and this is just my observation, it seems like Trey Lance needs a ten to fifteen game kind of runway to really play, make mistakes, maybe fail, and it just doesn't seem like I, I can't envision the fan base or the team ever giving him a fifteen game runway, but. That's just my. Um, maybe well, you that's can develop their problem. It. That's their problem. I mean, it worked out for Philly. They waited a little bit for uh, Jalen Hurts. It worked out for Buffalo. They waited yeah. a little bit for Josh Allen. You got to be patient. I mean, Joe Montana wasn't Joe Montana right away. True. Um, and the, the way I look at it too is like with Trey Lance. If if Kyle isn't the guy for him, I'm real interested in Ken Dorsey. He's killing it this year. Like Brian Dayball. First of all, he he coached under Brian Dayball, who's an excellent coach, and he's taken this offense to another level than what Brian Dayball had it. And he developed Josh Allen. Everyone says Trey Lance could be the next Josh Allen. Well, if you want him to be the next Josh Allen, maybe bring in the guy who developed Josh Allen and Cam Newton. I'm just saying he's very intriguing. Ken Dorsey. He is. I'll tell you, I like, I like, I like what I saw as far as development from Arthur Smith on Marcus Mariota. I thought Mariota played almost a flawless game. He's as efficient as could be. Matthew Sanders says, can't wait for Kyle to figure it all out, tear off a win streak and turn things around just in time for Jimmy to get us bounced in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this eight <laughs> times. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to go on a win streak in November because of all of our suggestions, though. The Gold Rush right, 561 right. says, didn't Kyle's offense look more creative in the Bears game than any other game so far? Yeah, man, his script in the Bears game was cool. They were actually jet sweeps. Remember, first play of the season was a jet sweep to Brandon Ayuk. What the hell happened to that? Gain seven yards. They're having a hard time getting Debo sprung on any any of these like end arounds or jet sweeps or orbit motions or anything. it seems like they they're having a hard time getting him at a full run. I mean, Debo's not having a great year. He's kind of a back, runner. He's having a good year, but it's not. Last year was an outlier. He's playing like he played the first two years of his career, which was good. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's 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 got to be Kyle, man. 
Debo is way too good to have these middling numbers right now, which his numbers are kind of middling. Same with Ayuk. I don't know. Ayuk, it was great to see Ayuk bust out. He needed to bust out. I talked about that in the pregame show with Loneal on Sunday. I'm like, man, Ayuk, this is it. I mean, he's got to bust out. This is, you know, he, he it's his time. He had yep. a great camp, and um, it just didn't. We hadn't seen it until this last game. I want to see that two, three, four, five weeks in a row. I want to see him really take off because he can't. Will Victor says, I've always liked Kyle, but the offense has never been better than the defense, which is what Kyle's known for. And I'm not having McDaniel expose his offense and not having McDaniel expose his offense. The defensive coach is why he still has a job. Yeah, man, he's starting to look like Brian Billick, right? A guy who's, you know, he gets credit for having these defensive coaches, but at the same time, his offense is unacceptably bad and he's not coaching the defense. So it's like, who do you, who would you rather have long-term, Marvin Lewis or Brian Billick? Who would you rather have long-term, D'Amico Ryans or Kyle Shanahan? It's it's becoming a question. I like Kyle, but it's, I need to, I need to see a lot more from right now. I mean, the one thing you can say without a doubt, we can debate a lot of this, but what's not debatable is that the 49er offense is less than the sum of their parts. No question. And, and, and that's the, that's the truth. Why? There's no way around that. I mean, it's like you that, can't blame Jimmy for that. You can't right. blame the quarterback for that. It has to go to the architect, who is Kyle, the common denominator. Ethan says my eight-year-old brother has a better football sense in Madden than Kyle has had in the last six years of coaching. People who play Madden tend to know, understand how to how to work the clock. That's all I'm saying. That's hey, one you know, thing that simulation teaches you how to do is situational football and clock awareness. I swear, coaches should play Madden just for that alone. Exactly. Situational football. You know, sports keeps getting younger and younger. Giants just hired a 30-year-old GM. Maybe, maybe they did you imagine an eight-year-old head coach. Yeah. What happened to Scott yeah. Harris? Did they get rid of uh, Scott? He left. He went to Detroit. Uh-huh. I, went to, I went to college with Scott Harris. We used to play. Okay, yeah, he's now the GM yeah. of the Tigers. Oh, cool. He got an upgrade? Yeah. He's the head of nice. baseball ops. He's like Farhan in Detroit. That dude is I had no idea he was that dude. We would just play baseball video games together. And he was, to his credit, very good. Antonio said, no matter what suggestions you try to tell that guy, he ain't going to listen. He's so overrated. Keep putting Kyle under criticism. Someone has to. Yeah, you know, our our market is scared to say it about Kyle. And I don't know why. Is it because Mike won that Super Bowl? Well, we we saw Chip Kelly, who, by the way, might be the hottest coach in college football right now. How about Always that? believed in him. Thank you, Chip. I, I apologize for everything I ever said. Good college how, coach. How good is UCLA's offense? Zach right Charbonnet's one hell of a running back. The oh Niners my god, he's, he's so, so good, fast, so fast. He's tough. Yeah, he's yep. tough. Um, yeah. Ethan says good coaches don't have these kind of issues in year six. Oh man, it's catching up to Kyle, dude. It'd be great for you to beat the Chiefs. If if he beats the Chiefs this week, everyone's off his back. Yeah, it's, but a, big, that's, it's uh, a huge game, and and, it's, and a bunch of different things can happen, right? If he beat, if they beat the Chiefs, wow, you know them. They're you know, here. We go, 49ers yeah. to the bowl, right? Super that kind Bowl of contender. Yeah, if yeah, they yeah. get destroyed by the Chiefs, like thoroughly outclassed, yeah, that's that not could good. Be, Maybe Jed, uh, Jed might tweet. Jed Sorry, might fans. be tweeting. Jed could yeah. tweet. See, Turley, man, you've been at it all day, man. There are no more excuses for Kyle in your six injury or whatever it is. He's turning out to be a high level loser. Oh, man, Kyle, these are your fans. These are what they think of you. Niner by Nature 88 says, if we get blown out, does that hurt the locker room? I mean, it doesn't help. Yeah. 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 There's no way around that. Petition for changing Arthur Smith to Slim Smith. That's a good name. Yeah, I was saying that he (laughs) needs a better name. Slim. Antonio Espindola says, the only thing I'm getting impatient is with Kyle Shanahan. Wow. What about Kareem Hunt? Will that open up the offense? Yeah, I mean, we'll open up the switchboard, you know, yeah. with all kinds of people calling up, complaining about his domestic I don't think Jed violence. Wants that. I don't think Jed wants that. They, they're not going to touch him just because of that. But so. I'll tell you, Kareem Hunt has got tremendous heart as a back. And he, I, I mean, if you needed a running back and you're looking for a back, he's a hell of a back. He is very good. Oscar, nice to meet you as well in ATL. Oscar, uh, Steve M says, Jet sweep to gray just once, please. No, you're not. They're not allowed to run that play anymore. It's, it's not, it's not allowed. Oscar says the Falcons didn't respect the deep game. Talk to a Falcons DB. Wow. Thank you, Oscar. Reporting. Well, I mean, why would you respect the deep game? It's it's pretty much shown that Kyle doesn't want to go there, and neither does Jimmy, or at least Kyle doesn't. Well, I mean, you could argue that they don't have the personnel to do it. 
I mean, they just got Gray. They've never gotten deep with him in a regular season game. Um, you know, they're using uh, Ray Ray as a, as a special teamer. Yeah, um, but Debo and Ayuk should be monsters in the intermediate area, 10 to 20-yard range. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah. You know, they should be able to catch it at 15 yards and then get you an extra 10. Especially Ayuk. I, yeah. Isaiah says if Kyle hired a competent training staff, Dante Johnson would be working at Chili's. Man, that's... that's give rough. Dante Johnson some credit. Dante Johnson's respected, respected yeah. guy in the room. Smack Jones says, why would B.A. even want to come back to us? Well, he's under team control for the next two years, but I, I don't know if he likes that. All right, let's talk about something else. When the Niners signed Ray Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod, I always trip up on his name. When the Niners signed Ray Ray McLeod, they said he was going to be a weapon. Not just a punt returner, but they were going to use him in all these different ways. And we talked all offseason, like, is he going to be in the backfield? Or are they going to run jet sweeps with him and we figured there was going to be all this creativity expressed through Ray Ray and so far they almost never give him the ball on offense and when they do it's like hey catch this bomb which I don't think that's how they used him in Philly I mean Pittsburgh what do you think of uh the usage of Ray Ray McLeod so far well um they obviously trust him on on returns that's what he's there for first and foremost i don't know that i would because he had fumbled six times last year six times yeah. that's a lot of fumbles yeah if he fumbles six times this year there's he's going to be like public enemy number one mm-hmm. so I, i'm just i'm just holding my breath uh looking at that every time i see him i'm thinking of those six fumbles from last year thinking when is it going to burn them when are they going to get burned in a game where ray ray mcleod fumbles so that's my biggest concern. Um, I would like to see him utilized more, though, because I think their I think their their offense lacks dynamic weapons. I mean, either they don't have dynamic weapons, or they don't know how to get their weapons to look dynamic. But they're not making the big chunk yardage plays, and he's definitely a guy that could deliver that. So I'd like to see him use more, but I would be fearful of like running him up through the tackle right. box because I think he'll fumble. I think it's too early to say that he was a bad pickup. I just feel like they haven't shown any creativity with the way they use him. I was expecting with him and Debo on the field together, I thought you could be like the best reverse team in the league. Those two running in different directions. So many things you could do and you haven't seen any of it yet. Maybe they're saving it for after the bye week or something and games that are more important. But so far, I feel like they've wasted him. And he's not the only player on off. And Kyle does this every year where the first half of the year, he just leans on the people that know his scheme. And then by the second half of the year, when everyone knows his scheme, he finally gets around to using the best players in the way that they should be used. Um, but right now, he's, he's searching, I think. And this is an obvious example. Like, the one time you give Ray Ray the ball is a deep ball. Like, he's probably going to drop that. Int- this is an interesting week because I think you don't use – you don't bust out your trick play guys until you really feel like you need them. And probably right. looking at these matchups against Bears, Denver – uh, you know, this Latin Carolina, Atlanta, they probably think, you know, we don't need, we don't need to do anything real fancy in these games. And little did we know they'd lose three of those games. Yeah. They really under, they, they lost to Nathaniel Hackett. I've seen him on live TV so many times the last three weeks and it's every time he's just an embarrassment, but the Niners are right there. I mean, they're right there. Their offense is just as bad and well, no mean, one's making fun of talk- Kyle Shanahan. But they make we fun also of him. Talked a lot about their D about the Niner D being historic. Now watching Denver's offense, Chicago's offense. I mean, the most impressive defensive performance was against Seattle, based on what right. Seattle's done since. But some of those offenses that they face us thus far are just been bad. Speaking of which, why do the Niners? Why does their defense struggle? against mobile quarterbacks. I mean, they did a really good job against Geno Smith, who's having a good season. But they lost to Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, and Marcus Mariota. All three of them made plays with their legs. How can the Niners not contain these mobile quarterbacks? Well, Mariota, you could clearly see his... He expertly ran several of those uh, read option plays to perfection. He fooled the cameraman twice from it was a CBS who had the coverage. He fooled the cameraman twice where they're going with the ball carrier and he, he had the ball. So 
Um, I thought I thought that was a big part of it. I thought he he was outstanding. Also, I think when you have a defense like the 49ers that has, you know, linebackers that run like safeties and team speed across the across the board, you know, you want to try to neutralize their speed by making them, you know, read and react. And if you have a mobile quarterback and you, that you have to account for in the run game, that slows your pursuit down a little bit and makes an incredibly fast pursuit team like the Niners who have Warner and, um, you know, Greenlaw and Aziz and all these downhill runners. And I think it neutralizes some of their greatest strength, which is their speed. Yeah. It seems like also the Niners are surprisingly unprepared for this, like the scrambles and the zone read. Like for the zone read, I thought the Niners, the scrape exchange that they're supposed to uh, execute where one guy takes the defensive end, takes the 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 pitch running back man. and the linebacker takes the quarterback. I mean, it's just assignment football. You're not reading the play. You're just taking. They got the it right a couple times by the second half against. You know, they, yeah, but but they didn't like, get it right very many times. Right, they, they got it wrong got, a lot. And but what I'm saying is three, four times before they got it right. And what I'm saying is like they faced Trey Lance all offseason. There's no excuse. And I, we all like D'Amico Ryan's really good, really good coach. But now he's getting tested the way Salah got tested in 2020. Now all your starters are gone. What do you got? And the backups he had out there were really unprepared to stop the zone read, which is a play they were seeing all offseason. Like, they should have been better against that in this game. Yeah. they. I mean, you got a guy in Mariota who's who's deceptive and got great, great speed and great quickness. And Drake got fooled. Ebukam got fooled. They yeah. all bit inside on yep. that ter- on that surface. It's, it, you know, once you're two steps in, you know, there's no way you can recover. We saw Womack get pinched inside on that touchdown run by Mariota. Uh, he took one false step and Mariota was gone, had the angle. So, yeah, I mean, it, they lost contain on the quarterback, what, five, six times in the day and it burned them. Is it fair to say that the wide nine might be a little bit better against pocket quarterbacks and mobile quarterbacks? I mean, think about it. You put all that space between four defensive linemen, there's just more room to scramble. And if their job is to just get to the quarterback with reckless abandon, I mean, how cognizant are they are of they how cognizant of the zone read are they? I mean, that's more reading and reacting. I thought the biggest play in the game that we haven't discussed yet was in that first half on the 13-13 from the 39, and the Niners blitz Greenlaw and I believe uh, Hafanga, mm-hmm. and Ma- uh, Mariota read it instantly, ran right up the middle for 17 yards and and extended that drive, and eventually found uh, he faked out Womack on the on the touchdown run. That's that's what broke the 14-14 tie. That's been an issue for the Niners defense was since Salah right was there. here. Yeah. That's been an issue for the Niners well, defense since Salah was here when Russell Wilson would beat him. I do think in the wide nine, you're a little bit further outside and you, Mm -hmm. if, unless you have a there, first of all, they've been incredible on these coordinated stunts and games up front. I mean, like, like really, really great. But yeah, when you, when you got those wide nines, especially if you're going with young guys like Drake, um, you know, they're going to give the quarterback some obvious run lanes. And if you have Mm -hmm. a quarterback that's, that's sees an obvious run lane and will aggressively attack it. Yeah. You can absolutely make plays, and they're back-breaking plays. Yeah, and it's like when you're going against a a guy like Mariota or Justin Fields, you have to know that if he sees that lane, that's his first option. That's the best option. Because he can run for those 15 yards easier than he can throw for him. And also, there's no chance of an interception. So you're keeping the ball out of the air. It's a high-percentage deal. And in the NFL, the way they officiate the thing, uh, there's a very good chance that you're going to have some late hit that's going to tack on 15 yards on the end of it. It's true. Those scrambles are backbreakers. And oftentimes the Niners defense gives them up right in the A-gap. And to me, that's schematic. You got to shut that down by scheme. Seth Harvey said by alignment. Seth Harvey says, worst, worst part about being a Niners fan is looking at a player's highlights on another team and seeing your coach not use them that way. Casey wins on Sunday. I know what you mean, right? Like, wouldn't it be fun to see Brandon Ayuk on Buffalo in Green Bay? Wouldn't that be fun? I'd like <laughs> I thought he was referring to Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> Baby, Chris O says is Kyle overwhelmed? Lost his entire offensive coaching setup, including Mike McDaniel's lost trade. Does John Jed need to get him help? Fangio, well, Fangio's not going to help the offense, but that's a very <laughs> good question, right? He did lose a lot of his support system. Possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, you can't 
it can't be both, right? You, Mike McDaniel can't be this incredibly brilliant, bright, young, you know, offensive mind who is is such a key element of the rushing attack and no loss at all when you lose him, right? Either he's either he's not, wasn't overrated when he was here or he was he's overrated now. But either way, you had him now. You don't have him. Trey Niner says, "Why do we think?" We need trick plays to have a good offense. Some of the best offenses in the league aren't doing trick plays. They have a competent quarterback. Yeah, the Niners' offense does see, seem a little gimmicky once you get past their you know toss plays and their stretch plays and their slants and screens and curls. Everything else is like, oh, let's call a deep shot to Charlie Werner. That's gimmicky. Gimmicky. They'll call them shot plays. You know where they okay. feel like they've got a mismatch or they're trying to fool somebody. But I would like yep. to see a little bit more. Um, you know, a little bit more continuity to their offense, you know, a little bit more, you know, um, you know, a little bit more decisiveness from the quarterback. I thought the quarterback played pretty well in this game. This game was a lot about uh, Arthur Smith and Mar- Marcus Mariota. I thought those guys were the two stars of the game. It's just hard to say anyone on the offense played well when they had that drive in the fourth quarter. That one drive, it's like, guys, it's the fourth quarter. And you're losing by two touchdowns. What the fuck are you doing? You know, it's, it's like, I, it, how could you do all that that game to just n- totally be oblivious to the situation? Was, I mean, I don't know. That that was just, it just felt so amateur. That is hard to give. It's hard to give the Niners' offense a pat on the back after that fourth quarter, that drive, that second half. That's all the way I look at it. But yeah, he did make some nice throws. I want to ask I mean- you about. You know, it's like a, it's like a, you know, a guy who's like a NASCAR driver who, who's got a, you know, an incredible superstar, you know, uh, you know, uh, incredible car on the road, but he's on the freeway driving 35 miles an hour. I mean, that's, that's what that fourth quarter felt like. It's like speed it up, speed it up. We shouldn't have to tell you this is football 101 and you're in your six, Kyle. You're, you grew up around the game. All right. Danny Gray didn't suit up. He was sick during the week, I guess. Okay, um, assuming he's not sick this week, how can the 49ers get him involved? I do not like the way that they've used him. They haven't used him this year. How would you get him involved, integrated into the offense, this week against the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, I mean, first of all, I I would like to see, you know, um, there has to be some penalty for for bad play, right? I mean, uh, I thought, you know, Ray Ray dropping that obvious play, not laying out for that play. Okay, that's fine. We're going to go with Danny Gray this week. If I coach the team, I'd go with Danny Gray this week. And if that means I don't trust Danny Gray and I got to have somebody else return, then I'll have somebody else return. But if I'm going to go with one speed receiver this week and it's got to be Ray Ray or Danny after last week, I think I'm putting up Danny and I'm taking multiple shots down the field to him. When they drafted Danny Gray, I was there. They What John Lynch said was, the reason we like Danny Gray is he's not just a deep threat. I watched his cut-ups, John Lynch said, and there was a whole reel of him catching screen passes and fearlessly dart, slashing through the defense. I think he used the verb slashing. Give him a chance. If you want to call 800 screens a game, maybe give one to someone who runs a 4-3. Just a, just a suggestion. There are other ways you can get on the ball than just one post route a game and say, oh, he didn't catch it. You're back in the in the doghouse for a month. Get the ball in his hands. See what happens. I would, wor- I would work in J.P. Mason and Danny Gray. I'm working in J.P. Mason for 10, 12 carries, and I'm working in Danny Gray. Let's talk I about thought- J.P. Mason because th- the fact that I-, I really think that Jordan Mason is the best running back on the team. No disrespect to Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, he's a good running back, but – he already looks gassed. They used him a lot the last month. He had nothing in the tank in Atlanta. Uh, they better be careful with him and, then, and not get him injured as well. Jordan Mason has fresh legs, a, f- a full tank of gas. He's 225, and the one carry he got, he casually gained seven yards. He was f- really good in the preseason. Whenever they get around to putting him on the field, I do think this team could take off. This offense could actually get it together. That he's not on the field because they don't trust him. But like, hey guys, what's the worst that could happen? I don't know. Maybe he fumbled deep in his own territory and somebody scooped it up and ran it in for a touchdown. Thank is, you. Oh, is that thank the worst? you. So well put. Oh, yeah, what's he gonna thing? do? Yeah, I mean, 
What can we dream up something worse than that? Or, I mean, or on third and one, he's going to get stuffed for a one yard loss like Tevin Coleman. Like, sure, Jeff Wilson Jr. and Tevin Coleman know your scheme, but your job as the coach is to play the best players, not to play the most knowledgeable players. It's not a, it's not an SAT class. It's I football. Mean, it and, they must feel okay. All I got to say is they must feel like he cannot protect Jimmy. It's got to be about the protection of Jimmy. If it's about anything besides the protection of Jimmy, I don't get it. I don't get it because this kid's big and fast. He runs hard. He runs probably as hard as Jeff Wilson, but he's 240 pounds. He may, they may feel, you know what? Here's the other thing. Um, I haven't seen every practice. Maybe they feel like, you know, if he takes a big pie, he runs a little bit upright. Jordan Mason, he does. Maybe they feel like if he takes a big pop, he's coughing it up. Uh, he's going to put the ball on the carpet, and they can't trust it. But guess what? Jeff Wilson just did that too. So take a shot on this kid, and I agree with you. I like Jeff Wilson, but I think Jeff Wilson's been used a ton, and I think they need to – it's a long year, and they, I think they need to spot him a little bit, and I'd like to see Mason in there. And the other thing is they're very uh, – they don't just give out these, you know, active on game day spots for nothing – you know, if you're active, you got to play. Well, this guy's been active and he hasn't played. So let's 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 see him play a little bit. That would be my feeling. I want to see him play. I like the way he looked in college. I like the way he looked in the preseason. Um, I know he could make a big negative play. I'm willing to take that chance. I also feel like Kyle just doesn't play rookies unless he has to, or their name is Nick Bosa. I mean, he played Elijah Mitchell last year, but he had to. Remember, Moster was hurt. Jeff Wilson was hurt. He had no options. Trey Sermon was terrible. This year, he has two veterans that he can play at running back, so he's going to do that. Last year, he played Mohamed Sanu over Jawan Jennings for half a year for no reason. I mean, there was clear who was better uh, between those two, but he played Sanu for half a year. Kyle does this. It's too bad. Whose call is it, by the way? Because I always get the sense with the running backs that it's like not Kyle's call. Like it's like Bobby Turner's call. Is yeah, that, well, you, I mean, is Bobby Turner is delegating kind of power? Who's, if who's Kyle is delegating. If Kyle is delegating that, that decision, that's a problem. He's the head coach. He decided to delegate that decision. He decided to not make that decision. It's his call. He's the head coach. Overrule someone. It's your team. I don't want to hear Kyle delegating that, saying, hey, it's not up to me. Everything's up to you. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I, I Everything's would like up to, you. to know the dynamics there, though, because it, I get the sense from just being around that thing a little bit that that, you know, you got Anthony Lynn, you got Bobby Turner and you got you got Kyle and Bobby Turner's got the most experience. And every time I hear people talking about this position that sound like they're talking with some level of authority, they always make references to Bobby T like he like he's the gatekeeper to the to the carries. And maybe he is. You know, maybe but the same is. thing happens at wide receiver. You know, like Danny Gray's buried for no reason. You know, hasn't even gotten an opportunity. He's the he's the JP Mason of the wide receiver room. I, right. I, I think it's a it's a it's an overriding theme with the off with the team. Talanoa the, didn't play last year. They're trusting Burford. I mean, they they they're trusting Burford at right guard. Why they not? They benched him really. They benched him as soon as Brunskill got healthy, and then yeah. Burford's back out there now because because McGlinchey's hurt. But as soon as Brunskill was in football shape, they were like Spencer. Thank you for your effort. Now you're on the bench. They right. didn't trust Banks last year. Banks looks pretty good this year. Like they didn't trust Talanoa last year. He looks phenomenal this year. They're just a little scared. The, Kyle is conservative. He comes across as, "Hey, I'm 41. I'm hip. I wear Kanye West shoes." But I'm all, hey, Kanye is pretty conservative too. Maybe that was the tell the whole time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Sanders says support system for Kyle. Call the ambulance. Yeah, I know, right? He's got. I think he's probably got a lot of people that call him up every after every game. They're like, "Kyle, you're great. Don't listen to that Grant Cone guy. He's terrible." Antonio says Kyle Shanahan should take classes from Brian Dayball. That's what I told you last week, right? right player in the right position. Hey, well, you know who did take classes from Brian Dayball? Ken Dorsey. I'm just throwing that out there. Jed, if you're listening, you might want to call him, get to know his agent. Dayball is a hell of a coach, man. Look what he's done with Daniel Jones. He's a hell of a coach. We have one more topic. I guess we talked about it earlier. We did talk about this earlier, right? The best game plan to win on Sunday? Well, yeah, I kind of mentioned it. It's like, you know, it's I don't know what the best game plan is. On one hand, they need to be more dynamic offensively. They need right. to find Danny Gray down the field. They need to create that space and make more big plays and, and play faster, better tempo. Uh, but on the other hand, 
you got Mahomes on the other side with Kelsey and a really strong offense, and you might want to play keep away. And you might, if you really want to have a, you know, the one thing about Arthur Smith is that he had a game plan to win the game. He said the Niners are down six starters on D. Uh, this this plays into what we do. We're going to run the ball for three three and a half yards a pop, and then we're going to make some plays on third down. Um, we're going to we're going to go tempo on third down and catch them by surprise, and we're going to keep them on the field, and we're just going to pound them for four quarters. And they did it, and it worked, and they were plus three in turnovers. Yeah. I think if the 49ers are going to win against Kansas City, they not only cannot be minus three in turnovers. I think if you're really you know, honest about this. I think the 49ers need to be plus one to win, even though they're at home. So when you, that means that you might want to take the air out of the ball and run it a little bit and play keep away and see if you can dominate time of possession. um, Like you did against the Rams last year in week 10, because you got to, you want up against a better, more explosive offense that you probably with six, without six defensive starters, I don't think you can plan to stop them. I really don't. Well, the Niners have proven that they only have one way they can win football games, and that's when they run more than they pass. When they pass more than they run, they have a losing record. When they run more than they pass with Jimmy Garoppolo, they're damn near undefeated. So that's got to be what they're – I mean, last last week they had 41 throws and 18, 18, 18 runs. That cannot happen. If they do that against the Chiefs, they'll lose by a lot. And so even if they fall behind by 7 or 14 the first half, you can't give up on your run game like they did against Atlanta because they will lose. Um, So, yeah, run more than you pass and uh, be down by fewer than four points entering the fourth quarter because if you're down by four more, it's over. That's another one. And then, again, just when, when you do take your, when you do throw, everything can't be a screen or a slant. you got to actually let Brandon Ayuk be a special player and Debo too because what you're asking them to do is just, you're just handcuffing them at this point. I think you got to take some downfield shots on first down because let's be honest, when teams know the 49ers are going to pass, it's Whew. very, very difficult. Right. Very difficult. Their right. receivers. Because that's what happens when you're up. down four in the fourth quarter. They know you're going to pass. Same right. thing. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, I mean, if, if they're in this mode where they got a fool of teams, well, then you better pass on first down. You better pass on first down. You better do what you better do what the Falcons did last week on first down. I mean, that's pick up seven or eight yards and get to second and two, second and three, and then pass again. You know, and really keep uh, the the key the Chiefs off balance. And when you take your shots, don't take them to tight end four or wide receiver six or the guy who runs the four five three and fumbles six times. Like, make it count. I know you want to you want to fool them to a degree, but make it count. Make it throw it to someone who could catch the freaking ball. So how about move the quarterback outside the pocket and not give away five plays a game to Chris Jones batting down passes? That's true. Chris Jones has proven he can bat down passes. So don't give him that opportunity. Get Jimmy on the move. Get him away from Chris Jones. Uh, the same way that you dominate Aaron Donald, Chris Jones dominates you. Yeah. So that, that can't happen. They, if Chris Jones dominates them the way he did in the Super Bowl, you know, it's it's that they'll lose on that as well. So they, they really got to they got to control Jimmy. They got to move Jimmy. They got to control Chris Jones. Uh, they got to play ball control. Uh, they got to take some shots down the field to create some space. But they got to move the chains. Also, where's Ty Davis Price? He was another third. That's round what I want to say. If the goal is play ball control, then you're saying the goal is to do what but Atlanta did last week. Run the ball 40 times. Sure, of course. You're not going to do that if you don't use Jordan Mason. So, you know. Get some courage and give him the ball and see what happens because you're not going to win this game without him. That's that's one prediction I have. You can't win this game without Jordan Mason being involved. The Coleman-Wilson uh, combination isn't enough. It's not enough. Not this week. I mean, also the basics, okay? You know, the Niners have three losses that they lost on the basics. I mean, you lost one game because of way too many penalties. You lost two games because of your minus three in turnovers. You don't win games minus three in turnovers against good teams or bad teams on the road. You just don't win. So you got to take care of the ball, and you got to not make a bunch of penalties. If you do that, at least you got a shot. If you don't do that, you got no shot. I mean, Jordan Mason theoretically – could change everything because if he is the player that we think he is, then all of a sudden the 49ers can be who they are. They can be their identity. They can run the ball as much as they need. They can control games. Um, right now, I don't know if they can do that with Jeff Wilson Jr. He just fumbled last week. He looks tired. He has injury history. I don't know that they can. 
I don't know that they can rely on him like that. But if Jordan Mason is that guy, all of a sudden this team is a totally different story. Yeah, I mean, to me, either TDP or Jordan Mason. I'd like to see one them of both, the two. to be honest. One of the- Agreed. I'd like to see them both, Agreed. and I'd like to see a 35-carry attack, yep. and I'd like to see you know Kittle be the tight end they take shots with down the field and not Warner, and I'd like to see Gray be the get receiver they take shots with down the field, not not Ray Ray. FP says don't need to protect Jimmy if Mason – don't need to protect – don't need to protect Jimmy if Mason gets ball and is 10 yards down the field with the ball. Gray downfield, Debo on check down, GK and Jennings on slant. Gotcha, FP. Good suggestions. Christian McCaffrey's like a back wide with Debo wide back, says John Tyler GG. Back wide. I like that. Back slide? Yeah, he'd be a di- I mean, on this team, the way Kyle calls plays and as versatile as McCaffrey is, if, Mc- if you didn't have to run him between the tackles and you could spot him, my goodness. I mean, McCaffrey could be the difference to them between them getting that sixth ring and not. And the other reason is you want him or you want to defend him in the Super Bowl against Buffalo if you're lucky enough to make it there, or do you want to defend him against the Rams? I mean, I, you know, the Rams have beaten you despite the fact you have a better roster with these great individual talents. Don't allow them to get another great individual talent. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if the Niners had Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle on the same offense, I think they could probably score three points in the fourth quarter. I think they could do it. <laughs> Maybe even seven. <laughs> Maybe even seven. I think they could do it. Anyway, that's our show. Thanks for watching. Larry's great doing this with you. Always a lot of fun. Yep. Make- Boy, hey, catch me tonight on the Krug Show. I'm going a little post game on the Warriors tonight. You know, not only do we talk Giants and Niners and everything else, but we talk a little Warriors and it's opening night against the Lakers, planning a big live stream party in the post game. Bunch of people stopping by, so it should be good check it out that sounds great i'll be checking it out as well thank you very much for watching everyone see you soon